Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, and we've got plenty to get to this week as the Indians, pitchers and catchers, have reported in Goodyear, Arizona. Uh, Paul Hoynes from Cleveland.com, the Indians beat writer, is with me here, and he will be in Arizona at the end of this week. Paul, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, Joe. It's uh, it's here. We're uh, we're it's go time. <laughs> we're uh, the the break is over, and uh, the guys are are out there throwing and catching. Uh, latest news that we heard today: uh, a couple of things. Uh, let's start with Trevor Bauer. He he wins his arbitration case against the Indians. He, the Indians don't have a, a really great record uh, track record recently in in winning arbitration cases, huh? Well, they 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 don't usually go to arbitration cases. I mean, you know, they uh, I think in 2014 they beat Tomlin and and Vinny Pistano, who who both those guys should have never gone. I don't know why. I still I'm still confused why they went. And then you got to go all the way back to uh, you know 1991. Uh, the last time they went to arbitration, and Greg Swindell beat them, and uh, Jerry Brown uh, got you know had a decision go against them, and you know that was it. That was the the kind of the the turning point when uh, you know um, when Danny O'Dowd and and John Hart decided this is a, there's got to be a better way than going to arbitration and ripping our own players, and uh, that's when they started offering. Uh, players you know that didn't have enough time for arbitration multi-year deals it, it just seemed to me and and just in talking to trevor bauer before the tribe fest uh, last month you know try uh, trevor's sort of the kind of guy who wanted to go to arbitration it was almost like he was going to go to arbitration you know regardless of what the offer was going to be just to 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 have somebody say yes you're worth this or yes you're worth what they said uh, it, it almost feels like just a personality thing for Trevor. Maybe he sort of wanted to go and, and sit down, and, and he's also appears to me to be the kind of guy who wouldn't let a decision, if it went against him, affect him. Yeah, you know, I think so. Uh, you know, you, you never know how what 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 happens in those hearings and who says what and uh, who takes uh, things the wrong way. I mean, Swindell beat the Indians in arbitration. I was so mad at him. I, he, he, I don't think he resigned with him, you know. So it, it can it can leave some scars, and I'm I'm sure the process has, uh, you know, kind of evolved since then. And I think you're you're pretty careful if if you go in there. You're not going to rip a guy like Bauer who you who you've got under control for three years. You know, you're going to point out his shortcomings statistically, and I think you you'd want to do it just from a statistical point of view. And I think Bauer could understand that because. You know that's what he's about. He's about uh, statistics and analytics, and uh, I think. But you know, just I think he had a strong case. I, I'm not surprised he won. I, I, I thought the Indians may have lowballed, came in with a lower offer. Don't not lowball them, you know. But maybe could have come in a little higher. Yeah, I think this one might be a, a case where the Indians maybe don't mind losing as much, just because you know Bauer's a guy who the the, the switch might not have been thrown completely on at some point last year, but it was definitely trending in the right direction uh, uh, towards the end and, and in, in September when the, the Indians made their uh, historic uh, win streak run. Uh, yeah, so the other big news for the day, uh, you just posted a story on Cleveland.com about Danny Salazar being uh, being behind the pack already. Uh, we've got, uh, what seven arms, six seven arms uh, in the in the mix for a starting spot in the rotation, and now Salazar 
uh, appeared to have suffered a, a, a setback in January. Yeah, I guess he's, you know, maybe strained his rotator cuff, his right rotator cuff in his off-season throwing program. Now, I don't know. I, this is the first I've heard of it. So I don't know if, you know, I, I would imagine the Indians knew about this uh, coming into camp. Or, but if they found out, I think it would be, <laughs> I don't think they'd be very happy if uh, Salazar just sprung the, sprung this on him, you know, the day he walked into the clubhouse. I'm not sure when he reported, but, I'm, you know, pitchers and catchers came came to camp or scheduled a report on Wednesday. So I don't think the Indians would be too pleased if that was the first time they've heard about this. Uh, you know, so I think, you know, Joe, when, when a guy, when a guy, when they say a guy is two weeks behind spring in, in, in camp at the first, you know, the first couple of days of camp, to me that, that screams, uh, DL. He's not going to be on, you know, he's not going to be on the, uh, opening day roster to me. I, I mean, I've seen it too many times. Uh, there's just you can't play catch up in spring training. It's it's very difficult to do. Now maybe if they don't if they're not looking at uh, uh, Salazar as a starter, he might have a chance to you know he, he won't have to build up that much arm strength if they put him in the bullpen. But uh, you know this you know I, I I'm I'm not I, you know this is this is I think this is kind of serious definitely. I I don't think this is you know this is just one of those things. Well yeah he'll be back in mid March. I I don't see that happening. Is is a change in roles maybe something that that might help Danny Salazar? It, could you, you know, if you were Par Willis and, and Tito Francona, uh, you know, maybe sit him down and just say, hey, your future is as a, uh, a lights out setup man, and and look at what those guys are doing and how valuable they are to the postseason teams. If he could, you know, with the stuff that he has, the strikeout stuff that he has. Uh, could he be valuable in that kind of a role for the Indians if, if he could be back three and healthy? Yeah, I, I think he could, Joe. I really do. I, I just, you know, I just wonder if he could. Is he the type of guy that's going to make seventy appearances a year? Is his, is his elbow and his shoulder going to allow him to do that? You know, I can't see that. I, you know, he's going to. Is he going to pitch three or four times a week? Is he going to be able to, you know, get up and and, and warm up and sit down and get up and warm up again? I. I don't know, you know, I, I have my doubts, and he, you know, and he, they put him in the bullpen last year, and he didn't like it. So, you know, I don't think he's, you know, I think, you know, they, you know, in a perfect world, he's a starter. But is his body going to allow him to start? I, I don't know. Uh, speaking of bodies allowing guys to start, Cody Anderson, a name we haven't heard uh, for a while now, uh, ten and a half months out from uh, uh, reconstructive elbow surgery. Uh, what's the the latest on Cody, and, and when uh, when can we expect to see him in spring training? I guess he's you know just from the report we received today, he uh, he's playing catch, uh, doing long toss. He he could start throwing off the mound on on Saturday, but you know unless this guy is uh, <laughs> you know Mr. Machine or something, I mean it, it takes a year almost it always takes a full year to recover from uh, Tommy John. So he's ten and a half months post-op. So I, I, I still think this is a guy that, okay, you know, he, he goes through spring training, he, he stays in extended spring, and maybe, you know, by the all-star break he, he's ready to pitch for the big league club, but he's got to go on a rehab assignment with somebody. You know, he's got to pitch either at Columbus or Akron. You know, so I, I still think this, he's, he's a ways away and unless, you know, he's a miracle man. Well, and the luxury that the Indians have is that they've got depth in the rotation, and and they can allow him that time to recover and and, and sort of progress through his 
you know, recovery program that way. Yeah, and he's another guy that could could help in the bullpen as well, and that might not take as long, you know, as as as, as if he's targeted to uh, start, you know. So, you know, so maybe maybe that's a, a quicker road for him, but I still think it's it's going to be a while here. Okay, and now uh, we we get to Adam Plitko, who uh, they they told us in, during the playoffs last year uh, that Plitko was going to have hip surgery. And apparently he had that. Uh, what's what's the the update there? Is it a is yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas situation? Is he has he lost all of his explosiveness to the hoop? Yeah, I hope not. No, I think uh, you know. I guess uh, he's going to start. They think he'll be ready to play in games by early March. He's been throwing bullpen sessions, so that's a good thing. You know, that's a that, that's a good sign when you get off the mound and, and you're throwing bullpen sessions. And they you know they and they they kind of forecast that you should be able to play some exhibition games in March, you know, that's a good sign. But, you know, where is he going to pitch? You know, I think he's he's probably headed back to AAA. This is a guy that I think – I don't know how much big league time he got last year, but he never pitched in a game. He was just up here. I mean, he, he got some big league time last year, and uh, but we never saw him in a game. So, uh, uh, you know, that's that's the perfect way to do it, I guess. <laughs> but, right. He, he was but, the uh, – it was the Sean Morimondo rule. He was with the club for a while. It just uh, never got, never managed to get in the game. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Michael Brantley looks like uh, he's he's coming coming back off of his ankle surgery pretty well. Yeah, you know, I I think uh, he is. You know, it says uh, he's running in a straight line. You know, he can he can. You know, I guess he can. He's been hitting in the cage. In the next couple of weeks, I think they'll build up his. Uh, workout routine, increase the intensity, and we'll go from there. You know, we won't really know, I don't think, if he's going to be ready for opening day until, you know, mid-March, and we get to see him in games, how he's progressing in games. Uh, But, uh, you know, they still said, you know, the thing that sticks in my mind is when uh, uh, Chris Antonetti said, you know, we we expect to have him for the bulk of the season. So that that still, you know, puts opening day in doubt for me. Uh, as far as Yandy Diaz goes, he uh, he had a, a groin a groin injury, groin strain, uh, but there, there was no surgery involved with that, correct? No, it was a winter ball injury, and he, he went to Goodyear early, and they say he's you know has no restrictions now, so uh, he should be full go. And him and, and Zimmer the same way, I guess. You know, Zimmer had the broken hand, and he's full go as well. Well, you, you jumped me because Zimmer was going to be my cherry on top at the oh, end. The, the, the good news was going to be that, that Zimmer was without restriction. But uh, uh, we pass over Brandon Geyer, who uh, who's still struggling with that wrist, I guess, right? Yeah, he had the wrist surgery during the postseason last year, the left wrist. You know, he's, he's I guess, going through all the outfield drills, uh, throwing. But, you know, he still can't hit. So uh, he's going to get reexamined next week. And I guess they'll probably set up a, a hitting program or determine when he, he'll be able to swing the bat again. But you know that's another guy that you know is iffy for opening day. Yeah, if if Brandon Geyer comes back and, and can provide anything from the right side of the plate, uh, that that certainly helps things you know lineup wise at some point in the season. Correct. Oh yeah, definitely. He can you know he can platoon in in left field. He can platoon in right field. Uh, you know he's he's you know he he showed two years ago that he's you know he's a very very good uh, hitter against lefties you know a clutch hitter I you know I think if if he's healthy he's going to help the team um, you know there's no doubt about that. 
Okay, so that's the latest from Paul Hoynes, MD. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Paul uh, will be joining us with regular updates on the Indians' health uh, throughout spring training uh, from when he gets down to Goodyear and and back out there at the end of uh, spring. But, you know, I, let's, uh, you know, jump to the big news from yesterday. Obviously, was pitchers and catchers reporting, but also the, the passing, uh, sadly, of Tito Francona, uh, and and Terry's going to wind up having to go back, uh, you know, and, and deal with funeral arrangements and, and whatnot at uh, the end of this week, but he should be back out there uh, in Goodyear by Sunday. Just when you heard the news, what was your initial reaction uh, to the, to hearing about the loss of uh, Tito? Yeah, I just felt bad, you know. I, I didn't know if it was – you know, sudden or, or unexpected. I think it was a, you know, I, I think it was a little bit unexpected. They may have been caught by surprise by this. But he was such a, he's such a, was such a nice man. You know, he, uh, uh, you know, I've heard so many good things about him from fans. You know, that have, you know, the comments on the bottom of the stories we've written. Just a, a good guy. I talked to him a lot when Terry first got the job in in 2012, and you know, he was just. He was just a cool guy, and and he was one of my favorite players growing up. You know, I used to go down to the old stadium with with my mom and dad to to watch him play, and that you know he was one of my favorite players. And there was a there was this this guy wrote me this email uh, today that uh, I guess uh, when when uh, Tito was playing in Parma, you know, uh, I'm not playing for the Indians. He lived in Parma for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, these kids grew up. These kids. Uh, you know, we're big fans. They were about 10, 11 years old. And they, they found out Tito lived like three three streets down from him. So they got their gloves early one morning and went up to his house. I don't know how they knew it, but they knocked on the side door. Like, I guess it sounded like it was about 8 in the morning. I don't know if it was after a night game or something. Oh, they said man. Tito staggered to the door. And uh, and they go, Tito, can you, can you sign our gloves? And and he said, sure, kids. And he goes, uh, you got a pen? And, of course, they didn't have a pen. So he's got to go in the house and rumple, rush, you know, <laughs> look for a pen. And then he came out, signed for him, and uh, but they said this guy said you know that's that's the be- one of the best memories of my, of my boyhood, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, going up and talking to Tito and getting his autograph, and that's what kind of guy he was. So that, that was really cool. I, I thought that was cool. Well, and for Terry Francona, you knew it was special when, whenever he would talk of his father and and you know being in the park and. Uh, occasionally he'd make trips up uh, from Pennsylvania to watch games, but not, not too often. I mean, he let, he let Terry do his own thing, but you could just tell like the, the, the pride, like Terry just beams when he talks about his old man. So, I mean, that, that, that's really, how do you think it's going to affect Terry moving forward? Well, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, uh, I think it, it, it sure it affects you. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it will, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, he's, you know, it, it, it's got to, you know, you you, you know, I, I, I can just relate it to when my dad died and my dad died in like uh, the end of the, like 1998 or 1999. And, you know, I still to this day find myself uh, picking up the phone to call him to talk about something with the Indians. So, you know, that, that kind of stuff really never never leaves you you know i think but and i think uh you know they were so close that i i still think uh that closeness stays with you you know even though uh you know you've lost someone really 
that you loved, it's it, you, you don't really lose them, I don't think, because you have those memories and and you just stay close to them. I think like that way. But but I, you know, so but I think it, it definitely would affect you. You know, it you know it, it's it's good. I think that it probably happened. You know, just before the start of the baseball season. So you know, when once uh, Tito gets back to the to the Indians, you know, you don't have too much time to dwell. Or dwell on 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 the past. I mean, the the job is all consuming, and that's probably what he needs now. Mm-hmm. And, and and last year, you know, there were we we had the the issues with his with Terry's health, and you know, that was something he was asked about throughout the season. And you know, at the end of the season, when he came back and, and sort of recharged, and he said he was ready to go. Uh, you know, this season, I I just see it as being maybe a, a recurring theme throughout the season that a lot of people are going to go go back and ask questions. You know, at every every city he stops at for the first time, or you know, whatever, it's it, it's bringing up his dad. Uh, you know, th- this could be a thing that probably won't go away until the season is over for sure. Yeah, I, I would think you know maybe the first time around the league, people people will ask, or you know, some of his you know he's got a lot of he's been in the league a long time, he's been in baseball a long time. You know, he knows a lot of a lot of writers, a lot of reporters. So you know, I, I would think. Uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe you know, he gets it. You know, he st- he talks about this early in the year, and then kind of you know, maybe shuts down shop on it and just moves on. But it, it, you're right. It, I think it it is going to be something that 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 lingers and is going to be you know a storyline to the season. You think uh, the Indians have any plans or anything in the works to you know uh, certainly a, a video tribute on opening day would would be appropriate but do you think there'll be anything like a patch on the uniform or anything like that you know i didn't even think about that joe that's uh, that's interesting uh, you know i'm sure you know they'll have you know some kind of a video presentation when when they come back to open the home season but i i don't know about a patch i didn't ask about anybody about that i i know uh who's the last guy uh who was that? Uh, Oh man, I can't. The third baseman uh, for for the, uh, the 1954 team uh, that that died. I know they they wore his number five on on their sleeve. I'm I'm pretty sure. Oh gosh, I can't remember his name though. But yeah, but but you know that's possible. You know, I, I, that, that is possible. Yeah. Well, we'll have to you know follow up and make sure we we get a, a, a definite on that. But. Uh... Uh, so anything else going on, uh, you know, league-wise? Uh, any ideas if the uh, the Indians are going to be stopping out? Uh, at, at the big thing was the, the Tim Linscomb workout. Was that something that uh, that the Indians probably had any interest in? I, I don't think there'd be a spot for him in a rotation. Uh, I'm, to, I'm sure they che- I'm sure they were out there. I didn't ask anybody about it, but I'm sure they they usually if if it, I, I, was it it was in Arizona, right? I think or, correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know there's scouts. They had scouts there, and you, you know you always you never uh, really you know I think those scouts look at they're looking for stuff like that, and you always need a re- if you if you need you you got to have a short list of guys in your back pocket, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they looked at uh, the freak, you know that. You see what see what he can do. I mean, Bauer kind of emulated him, so maybe they could have two two of those guys in the lineup well, in, the, in the rotation. I don't know. If, I don't know if Cleveland could stand it though. Oh man, <laughs> the post game interviews. I'm just imagining them. Uh, no, two Cy Youngs in your back pocket. You know, everybody's got to be interested if you're if you're trying to do something like that. But uh, you know, speaking of uh, tryouts and camps, uh, the uh, 
What's your opinion on the the free agent camp that's going on in, in Florida, where all the unsigned guys are are sort of working out, and apparently they're turning away scouts at this thing? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if anybody has any idea what's going on there. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like it's the CIA or something. You know, they've got armed guards patrolling the towers, not letting the reporters or, or anybody in there. I'm, I'm surprised they let the players in there to work out. <laughs> I, but, I'm not we, sure. I'm, I'm not sure what what the point is on that. If 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 you, 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 you're not going to let scouts in so they can watch these guys, so they might offer somebody a job. I, I that that makes absolutely no sense. Why wouldn't you want to showcase the the talent that you have there in order to get somebody signed? Or is it just thumbing the nose at the uh, at the owners saying, "Look, you know what we have here." Uh, you know, make us an offer. <laughs> you yeah, don't I, make an offer on something you you don't you can't without kicking the tires, right? And and you know, so who, who knows? I mean, it sounds like some of Scott Boros's guys aren't aren't going there, you know. So you know, Hosmer and Arietta and Mustakas aren't going, I guess. And uh, so you know, who knows? But you know, you would think uh, an open door policy would would be the best policy. Uh, you know, I, 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 the last time they did this, I think, was, you know, 1995 during, in spring training during the strike, the replacement players. And, I, I you know, I kind of remember that it was kind of wide open, you know. There was mm-hmm. there was pictures. There was, you know, camera guys there. So who knows? I, I You know, I would imagine if it, if it goes on that, that the restrictions would get kind of loosened up. And, uh, you know, I mean, you've got to let people in there to watch, you know. But who knows? I, I don't know. All right. Uh, just today on Cleveland.com, we we put up a list of uh, 20 young prospects that uh, are going to be in Indians camp this year, uh, trying to make an impression, maybe trying to to get some looks to to be on the uh, the major league roster at some point soon. Um, any anybody from that list besides the obvious guys like Mejia and, and Bobby Bradley and Tristan McKenzie uh, that that stand out as guys who you know we could see in a few years. Obviously, the the lower half of the list is guys who are eighteen, nineteen years old, and and are you know three to four years away. But but uh, the top half of that list are guys that that really could contribute. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, you know, I, I heard you know from a couple guys, Sean Bieber. You've got him, and I think number eight mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. you know he might be he's he's close to being major league ready. He could be you know if somebody if they have an injury, if they need a guy. Um, you know, to come up from Double A AA or Triple A, wherever he'll be, I I think he's a guy that could help them. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Willie Castro. I know he's, he had he had a knee injury in in, in uh, winter ball, so I don't know how um, you know how far advanced he is uh, if he's healthy. But you know, I I remember him in in spring training the last couple of years. He really played a good shortstop. He was a good defender. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, he could probably help if, if they needed just somebody for defense. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good list. You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, um, you know, and, but like you said, you know, Mejia, you know, I, I would think he's the closest, maybe Bradley. You know, I, I haven't seen Nolan Jones, but, you know, he put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. He's a third baseman, a big kid, former hockey player, I think. So, uh, you know, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see all those guys. Uh, but uh, and, and the shortstop uh, Chang, you know, he's got he had a lot of power last year. 
So, you know, that, you know, I, I think, it, I don't know if how, how, you know, maybe the Indians uh, farm system has taken maybe a step back just because, uh, you know, guys like Lindor and, 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 uh, and Ramirez are, are and, and, uh, you know, Bradley yeah. Zimmer are up there already, but this is still a pretty good list. It's still a, a, a pretty deep uh, system. You know, you, you know, I wonder, you know, when you look, you know, I don't see a closer, you know, and that, that, and I know they, <laughs> they really don't, you know, the, the, at least the Indians don't really try to develop closers, you know, per se at, at the minor league system. They like to have their pitching prospects either start or, you know, pitch two innings in relief stints just so they can develop all their pitchers. So I wonder if there's a, if there's a, you know, a closer candidate out in the minors somewhere. Well, and the other thing that they don't uh, they don't do for closers and back end bullpen guys is is offer them big contracts. So, uh, you know that that's uh, you've got Cody Allen and and um, Andrew Miller at the end of this year eligible for free agency, and uh, the Indians don't have a really long and glorious history of bringing guys like that back uh, on on big contracts. Uh, so yeah, the, it's funny that you mentioned closer not showing up on the list because. Closer doesn't seem to be anywhere in the Indians' priority system right now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they, they might take, uh, you know, uh, they might follow the John Hart, uh, you know, the John Hart belief is that closers fall out of trees. You know, you can you can find a closer anyway, anywhere. You can, uh, you know, you know, can make a, a you know, you can t- change a, cl- a starter into a closer like they did with Jose Mesa, you know, like, uh, you know, you can – interchange closers, but I, I think you've got to, you know, I think it takes a special guy to pitch in the ninth inning and, you know, and you might have to go out, they might have to go out and get that guy after the 2018 season, you know. Well, maybe he's available uh, at, a, at a trade deadline deal that would offer, um, you know, a couple of years of controllability on the other side of that too, so who knows. All right, Paul, well, uh, you should start packing now. And, okay. Uh, you know, make sure you hit your flight and, and everything goes good to get out there because uh, uh, the, the guys are out there waiting for you. So um, uh, I don't know if that's at, good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, uh, Jason Kipnis will be waiting for you to walk in, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, have fun on your trip out there. Uh, you know, we look forward to the uh, the content and the conversations that we'll have with you as uh, as your your time out there goes on, and uh, we get ever closer to the uh, the best day of the year, home opener, uh, opening day here in Cleveland. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.